Okay, so this one is about the nature of morality. Now, this is going to be a very um, deep uh, episode um, because I'm going to re- I'm going to reveal something that is extraordinarily profound and um, that only comes um, into your awareness once you have um, integrated really the majority of your shadow, if, if not all of it. Um, where you're in a state of total receptivity of every every aspect of your nature, and um, it's it's a brutal process to get here. Um, and well, when I say brutal, it's like it's you know dark night of the soul stuff. It's it's a real process of coming to know and understand yourself and you know, acknowledging the darkest parts of yourself and, and how they feel and what, what they mean. And, um, you know, the metaphor I want to use, and I love this metaphor is uh, of Pegasus, you know, the flying, uh, the flying horse who carries the thunder of, of, um, Zeus, <laughs> uh, and, and the lightning, sorry. And, you know, he's born out of the blood of Medusa. And the symbology of this is profound, you know, because the blood, of course, is where the plasma is. You know, you put, you put the blood in a centrifuge and you separate all the blood cells out and you're left with the plasma. And lightning, of course, is made of plasma. So... The symbology of Pegasus flying out of the blood, <laughs> Pegasus being capable of everything, being capable of everything. And this is really what it means to integrate your shadow is that when you claim the parts of yourself, the darkest, deepest parts of yourself, you become aware that you're capable of everything. You know, the very worst of everything and the very best of everything. And this is the perfect segue into morality because notice the words I'm using, worst and best, good, bad. (laughs) And what you ultimately come to understand about morality is that, and this is one of the deepest parts of your nature that you'll come to know, you know, on your journey of integrating your shadow is that you'll become to claim the aspect of your nature that is amoral. (laughs) That is amoral. Amoral meaning that, uh, by definition, not concerned with uh, whether something is good or bad, good or evil, not being concerned with that. Now, on the surface, (laughs) that sounds really dodgy really dodgy and um, (laughs) I think you know a a wonderful serendipity at the moment is um, someone I respect and admire so much Teal Swan is speaking about the inner critic at the moment and you know I always find that whatever I'm contemplating she's often contemplating from another perspective and um, you know I can see this as as extremely relevant right now the inner critic where um 
you know, the inner critic has developed <laughs> to criticize you for being amoral because society places, and she's speaking about this at the moment where society places such um, pressure upon a human being to be moral and to um, behave in a fashion that is good or seen as good. Um, and we have a judicial system which judges you based on whether you are good or bad. Um, but, you know, for, from the perspective of a judicial system that is, uh, that understands the nature of a human being, that at the deepest level, every human being is amoral um, and that their nature will arise uh, in the ideal way in that moment in order to, um, you know, transcend its environment or protect itself to ensure that it can continue to evolve and expand another day or whatever it may be, um, then it's not, the judgment is nothing to do with whether what you're doing is good or bad. It's a, about understanding why your nature um, arose in the way that it did. That is detrimental to the environment around you and, and you know, posing a threat to the people around you. Um, and so I think, you know, obviously a lot of reform <laughs> needs to take place of the judicial system in time. And, um, you know, that'll be a relatively big mountain to climb, but you can break it down into however many steps it takes. And, um, you know, from my perspective, this begins with self-responsibility, you know, where um, human beings are you know, equipped to um, reconcile um, with themselves between each other um, and that the judicial system really is more mediation than it is, um, you know, judgment. So, um, you know, when you have a third party who is who pass, passing judgment um and, you know, the, both, both the parties involved who are actually involved um, in the dispute <clears throat> or, um, you know, it may not be a dispute. It may be, it may just be black and white or whatever it may be. Then, you know, really you want them to facilitate the reconciliation so that restitution can take place and energy can flow to the right places, whether that's, uh, money, uh, intent, t uh, the presence and gifts of people who can, you know, bring uh, wholeness back to uh, whatever has been disintegrated, um, you know, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, what's interesting, I I'm going to do a podcast episode on judgment at some point, but, you know, what you find in and around um, this uh, the nature of uh, the aspect of your nature that is amoral is you find an authentic desire to be judged. <laughs> you find an authentic desire to be judged. And um, in and around this one, you find uh, the desire to obey. You find the desire to submit even. And your resistance to these things, um, to, to the authentic desire that you have to submit to a higher authority, um, to obey 
higher authority um, is resisting receiving. Um, now, the anomaly being, we, when we think of something, an authority that's higher than us, we look to the sky. <laughs> you know, things that are higher than me are taller than me. They're up in the sky. They're beyond the atmosphere. They're in space. They're on another planet. They're in another solar system. They're in another galaxy. So surely this higher authority is higher, 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 up, 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 up. <laughs> and um, that's that's why we have this anomaly. That's why we have you know this reality within which all of the authorities um, are hierarchical and we are beneath them. So, what is the truth of that? That um, that authority resides within the body. So it's purely a misconception about authority that we're the authority that we want to submit to, the authority that we want to obey, um, the authority that we want to um, entrust and imbue with our free will um, is within the body, and that is the aspect of us that is aware that it is all that is, you see? And, you know, this bringing back in the metaphor of Pegasus, you know, really for me symbolizing the nature of plasma, which exists in a state of pure potential to become uh, anything. Like in, in the plasma in the blood, like a stem cell. You know, a pluripotent stem cell. <laughs> the nature of plasma is that it's omnipotent. It can become anything. It is capable of anything. It is capable of everything. So something that is capable of everything, it is, is capable of good and evil in equal measure. And in truth, when it comes to know itself and to understand um, the shadow and light aspects of every part of its nature, it, it realizes that it is amoral, that there is no good or evil. There is just nature arising. And so this is what it means to be totally integrated with your shadow with your shadow and light aspects is to come to understand yourself so deeply that um, you claim the part of your nature that is amoral and <clears throat> you understand yourself so deeply that um, you, your conscience becomes clear. <laughs> because if, if, you, if you no longer judge yourself as good or evil, and parts of yourself as good or bad, then you are guilt-free. There is no guilt in this state of consciousness. There is no um, shame because you're the, you're, the level of understanding that you've attained is so deep. You understand yourself so deeply that you, you do not judge yourself anymore. You see your nature and you see that it just is. And you know that your nature will arise in the way that it arises. <clears throat> you will... You, you will not withhold it because you're not concerned with whether what you're about to say is good. You're not concerned with whether 
what you're about to say is bad. You're only concerned with uh, the impact of the word. You're only concerned with expressing the truth of what is within your chest, (laughs) where your authority is. And you allow that to be your authority. You obey that authority. It's a conscious choice to surrender to that authority, to submit to that authority, to acquiesce to it, to surrender to it, to give all of your authority to it. (laughs) And believe me, you have an authentic desire to acquiesce and to obey. And this is what most human beings are so ashamed about and we carry so much guilt about it is that is that we want to surrender to a higher authority. But that authority is not outside our body. It's simply a higher vibration <clears throat> holding the frequency of pure plasma. And that plasma holds the potential to become anything and to be capable of everything. <laughs> and that is... That is a state of awareness that is um, totally integrated, shadow and light. You know, and when I, th- when I contemplate this, you know, I always think of um, the Garden of Eden, you know, where everyone's frolicking around in their nakedness, allowing themselves to be seen <laughs> exactly as they are. Their nature is seen by all. And then, you know, being enticed by understanding the difference between good and evil then eating the forbidden fruit and then, you know, the fall of man, learning about their shadow and light nature. I just love that metaphor because, you know, the intention to understand the difference between good and evil leads you back to your true nature where you realize that they are, they're integral. <laughs> they are integral, meaning um, both valid parts of the whole and in truth, just one thing. <laughs> that there is no difference. It's like a... Um, it's like a neutron star, you know, radiant and magnetic, but in perfect harmony. In perfect harmony. You know, it's like a, it's like a self-regulating perpetual system. Just in perfect balance and harmony. There's no part of itself that's resisting. And therefore energy is flowing through to every component part. Every component part of that system is receiving everything that the system wants to provide and to give. And every individual component part of that system is has free will, um, is sovereign, and is choosing to um, obey <laughs> the higher authority. Because total entrustment, because trust is what exists. Trust that the, um, the intent of that authority is to express love. 
self-love. And that's it. But self-awareness, the, the, the depth of, self under, of self-awareness that's required to get to this point is extraordinary and it's um, painful. It's uh, obviously enlightening. And, um, but you, you need to just be ready, <laughs> just be ready. And, and for anyone that is on this journey or has been on it or is considering it, you know, if you're a, a spiritual person and you're thinking that, you know, living the life that you've always wanted is just about being in your joy and just living your joy or, or, you know, staying in the energy of joy, (laughs) I understand that that is valid. But if you are resisting any aspect of your nature, light or dark, then you will have to reconcile that. Because if you're resisting any part of your nature, if you want to be capable of anything, if you want to be omnipotent, capable of becoming, creating, doing, being, anything and everything, you cannot be in resistance to any aspect of your nature. The amoral part, the part of you that's violent, you know, you just need to go through our podcast episodes to see all of the topics that are in there. You know, you have to be able to claim the part of you that's insignificant, that's worthless, that's, and, and, and get to the light that's hidden within that shadow that, that releases and activates another component part of your being, which is reclaiming more and more of your power. Because it is only an integrated human being that has reclaimed their light and shadow aspects. Um, that can truly express from a from a place of joy, from a place of absolute purity of of self expression, and you know, living their life in that state, and trusting that everything that they're receiving is um, is moving them towards the fulfilment um, of the underlying desire. So. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> At some stage, you'll feel a very strong impulse that it's time to stop digging. And f- for me, it came, um, it was like I was driving down the road and I'd had this, these realizations and these epiphanies and experienced all the feelings of my body and just an awe of the journey and all these kinds of things. And I drove past a van that was on the side of the road and it said it was a construction company or something. And it said on the front of it, time to stop digging. (laughs) And then uh, the car drove past with the number plate baited and I knew that the hook was baited. And um, it, you know, that represented to me the hook being baited. Um you know, that it's, I can catch anything that I want. <laughs> I can pull in all the abundance that I, that I want. It's just, it's just a matter of 
taking the hook and the bait, bringing them together. So, anyway, this is the nature of being amoral. You are amoral. <laughs> You're definitely amoral. And um, it's the part of your nature that is omnipotent. It's the part of your nature that understands and knows that it's capable of anything and everything. And that at the deepest level, like every other part of nature, um, it doesn't question its nature. It allows it to arise in whichever way. The shark allows its the aspect of its nature that is violent to be violent and when it arises. Um, and it's the same with a human being. You know, regardless of any laws that exist and say that this is what this is right or wrong, and that those laws are implemented to impose upon the will or the nature of people. Um, if it arises in a specific way, you know, all it's really doing is imbuing fear into the system where people uh, fear that their own nature may arise in a specific way that will um, cause them to be you know, imprisoned or trapped or incarcerated or you know, rejected down the track. And so you know, many, many people who um, really need someone to um, understand their nature and understand the journey of their evolution so that, you know, you, the, that evolution can be reconciled in a way where um, they can take steps towards, um, you know, receiving different new uh, signals from their environment that um, are allowing other aspects of their nature to arise rather than the ones that are arising now. Um, that are detrimental to the ecosystem around them. Um, and, you know, I really, um, I've got a really strong desire to collaborate with people um, who want to, I want to put this re really clearly because I'm, I do not, what I'm not interested in is people that are resistant to the current judicial system or to you know the approach to crime and restitution. Um, I, I'm I'm eager to collaborate with people who can see it for what it is, understand why it's arisen in the way that it has, um, who understand that it's a big hill to climb um, in terms of reform, but who have the passion within them and they can feel it. Um, to break that mountain down into as many steps as, as it is and um, take action towards, you know, moving us towards that place. Um, and I think, you know, from my perspective, um, you know, part of what I do from a day to day, uh, on a day to day basis is, you know, I stand beside people who are impassioned by projects like this. Um, I stand by their side until they're ready to stand alone and, um, you know, when I say stand alone until they've, you know, reached the summit of their mountain. And um, I'd be very keen to collaborate with someone who feels impassioned in this way um, and to be able to guide them and share of myself, um, you know, share my perspective in the way that I see it. So if what I'm talking about resonates, if you understand what I'm saying, um and you feel impassioned to initiate change uh, in this 
space, um, I can guide you and specifically through, um, you know, assembling people around an idea or a concept and trialing it and piloting it, you know, and so that what I've been thinking of in this space for quite some time is uh, a scenario where, you know, the government body uh, is approached with an idea and a concept uh, and a strategy and a plan and it's to take a subset of people or work with a subset of people from who are incarcerated and to begin to seek to understand their nature and why it arose in the specific way that it did. Um, and to then um, be with that person until the nature of their genius is, is exposed and revealed and understood. Um, when I say the nature of their genius, I mean like um, what are the gifts they have been given that have the potential to be appreciated to meet a currently unmet need elsewhere. And once you understand that, and this is what where my expertise comes in, is I can see this in people. Once that's been exposed, and you can work with that person to share their gifts in a way where they're meeting a currently unmet need, then the process of restitution can begin in a financial way, um, but also the process of that individual becoming self-reliant and self-responsible begins. They begin appreciating themselves. They begin appreciating their own gifts. They begin understanding and, and realizing that their true potential. And of course they begin understanding themselves. And so they begin forgiving themselves. And, um, you know, for me, that's the beginning of the healing is when you, when you begin to understand the reason why your nature arose in the way that it did to cause the harm that it did, you can forgive yourself. And then the, the very nature of remorse and the, the, the authentic desire within your nature to uh, bring balance and bring restitution, um, understanding that you're capable of, of that, um, it comes to the fore. And all you do, well, it's it's basically, it's an idea, it's a concept, it's what I've, um, it's what I envisage, and I'm very interested in, you know, collaborating with someone in the space who is inspired by this kind of project, so don't hesitate to get in touch if this is um, speaking to you specifically. Okay, so I think I'll leave it there. <laughs> That's it for the nature of morality, specifically um, what it means to be amoral. And um, I'll, I'm probably going to do um, some more, uh, another podcast episode on the topic of uh, justice or judgment, you know, something along those lines and going into um, the aspect of our nature that uh, authentically wants to um, submit and surrender to a higher authority. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'll leave it there for now. That's it for the nature of morality. Talk soon.